Uh, welcome back to another veteran cast, and we are uh, on site uh, this week with WGU Indiana. The mission of Veteran Cast is to educate, inform, and improve the lives of veterans in our community. This is a podcast hosted and produced by veterans in order to serve our sisters and brothers. So WGU uh, is a national uh, university that's uh, totally 100% online, and we're going to talk about that here. And we're going to talk about their veteran programs and uh, and why veterans might want to really take a deep look at uh, what they can do um, to, to graduate here. Uh, I have on my left, Matt Hall. Matt, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks. Yep. How are you feeling after that Army-Navy game? <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> Todd Carr, I tell you. I'm sorry, I Blaine. Love, Blaine, love, yeah. Blaine isn't here to 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 be here because these digs are probably going to come every ten seconds for the whole show. Yeah, and we're saving them up for Blaine. Yes, he's he's down there doing military stuff right now. Yes. at the Benning School for Boys. So, uh, yeah, he'll he'll catch his fair share when he listens to this or when he gets back in town for whichever comes first. Yeah, we're all friends online and and. Uh, for some reason, nobody was talking to me. That, you know, after the first quarter, it, it was just silent. I don't know what happened. There. I lost my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's keep going around the room and introduce ourselves. I'm Allison Bell. I'm the chancellor of WGU Indiana. Welcome, and and uh, we did have another podcast just so that people know if there's some familiarity here. That's why. Yeah, and I'm Andrew Nagel. I'm a recent graduate of the uh, Bachelor of Science in Nursing program from uh, Western Governors University and uh, retired from 22 years in the Army Reserve. Wow, fantastic. Thank you for your service. Ah, no, and, glad to be here. Yeah, and sorry about that Army-Navy game. Yeah, <laughs> very much. <laughs> we had a good it, thing going well. Yeah. <laughs> in, in all fairness, if this is your first time listening to this, we gave Doug the business for the last two or three years on the Army-Navy game. So yeah. he's getting his revenge now. It was every show, every single show. <laughs> so they never missed a show. So I'm going to try to do the same thing back. All um, in one show. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, uh, Allison, maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, uh, WGU Indiana, um, just the university itself, and how is it compartmentalized, you know, from an Indiana perspective, uh, and uh, and the ex and we'll get into you know what that's like from a, a class experience and everything else. Okay, um, so WGU Indiana is a state affiliate of, as you mentioned, this national uh, online university, uh, fully accredited, not for profit. I think that's important to know. Um, we the state affiliate exists partly just so Hoosiers understand that it's a it's a university for them. Um, it's we're here even though we're online. Um, and because we are a state uh, affiliate, our students qualify for both federal and state financial aid. So um, that's some of the reason behind the whole the whole state affiliate model. Yeah, that and awareness. That's fantastic. And and uh, as opposed to a brick and mortar, WGU is one hundred percent online. Right? You don't ever yes. have to. Well, I, you know, Andrew. Andrew's program is one of the exceptions to that. It's almost entirely online. Oh, but, that makes but sense. But the good nursing. news is, yeah. people who are going into nursing do have to work with real life people right. before yeah. they graduate. <laughs> That's a good thing. So we have we, we do have partnerships around the state with um, labs and hospitals where they can do their um, do, get their lab experience, their practice, yeah, their practical experience, and, and also when you're um, in, we also have a teachers college. So uh, students enrolled in the teachers college do have demonstration teaching, is what we call it, the student teaching in the classroom. 
So, but everything else is online. It's very, it's flexible. I think this is where it's relevant to being a military friendly school. Um, the, it, it is, it's a competency based model. So we measure what you know, and that's not connected to time in the seat. You don't attend a class for a semester and then take your test and pass. You have your classes available to you during your each six month term that you're enrolled and you complete those at your pace. Um, so there's a lot of flexibility. Um, and then your program can move with you. So if you're if you're in a position where you have to be moved or you're married to someone who has to be moved, then you can enroll in your program. Your program goes with you. Oh, that's incredible. Um, and what was your experience like? So I always tell people that uh, at this stage in my life, um, I'm married. I have three kids working full time as an LPN while I was going through school. Um, it would not have been possible for me to do a traditional brick and mortar program. I just, I just don't see that happening for me at this stage in the game. And so WGU, the pathway that they have and the flexibility, like Chancellor Bell said, um, that really made this come to fruition and, uh, and get me into a program that uh, I could achieve by my goal, which was to obviously graduate with my bachelor's. And, and was your background in the Army uh, in nursing as well? Good question. So I started out as a 91 Bravo uh, way back in the day, which was your original combat medic of the 90s. I think it was 91 Alpha prior to that. But um, came a 68 Whiskey. The Army sent me to LPN school then uh, at some point in my career. And then uh, so I was what was called a 68 Whiskey, Mike 6. That's a combination of a medic slash LPN license. And so, yeah, so that started my progress in nursing. Did the LPN thing for about 18 years thereabouts. And finally, I said, all right, it's time to, uh, yeah, I'd been, uh, for most LPNs, I think, we think about once you get your LPN, you think about moving on for your RN. Right. That's kind of the natural progression. And, um, and so I certainly had those thoughts. I had started school at, with some traditional brick and mortars along the way a couple times, but never was able to quite really get into gear. And then what was really nice about coming to WGU is all those credits that I had accumulated along the way through those years of going to some more of the traditional programs, I was able to transfer those right in, which uh, saved a lot of front-end work then when starting this uh, bachelor's program. Yeah, that's fantastic. You got a question? I do. I have a couple. I've been taking notes. We do that in the Army. Um, so you mentioned uh, state and federal aid. I know the Indiana National Guard has a couple programs where if you served before a certain time, some of your tuition can be uh, waived or depending on your disability. Does that apply here as well? Any, any state aid that you can use at any university in the state also applies in any, at WGU Indiana. So if, so if I, if I am a a soldier outside of Indiana and I want, I'm transferring back to transitioning back to Indiana Mm -hmm. is, is that something I can take advantage of at that time? Or are, are there programs to, to help me get into place with that? You mean the that particular aid program? Let me, let me give you a vignette just to okay. just to give you a little clarity. Um, one of our big things that we're looking at in Indiana is uh, transition. It's it's a buzzword nationally. You know how we transition soldiers from soldiers, sailors, service members from active duty service to civilian life. Mm-hmm. And one of the big parts is uh, can is is when does transition start? Does it start in three months before they leave service? Does it start uh, as soon as they leave service? Uh, some believe that it starts as soon as you get your DD-214. Uh, some believe that as soon as you decide in your head that you're not going to enlist again, that's when transition starts. Mm-hmm. So that person who's at Fort Hood, Texas, mm-hmm. and looking to move back to Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, how can they take take part in some of those um, benefits that, that you might have? 
So, so that's a great question. And regardless of where that person, and we're talking about Indiana, but we're, regardless of where that person would be transitioning to for their home base, WGU is everywhere, and we have eight state affiliates, and we also have the ability to accept state aid in some of our other states, even when we don't have affiliates. So I'd like to say no matter what, no matter where a person is and where they're going to land, start talking to WGU about um, where their intended landing is and find out what the aid packages that are available are. We have enrollment counselors that will get them connected with our financial services team and help them make that transition. So they could, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, but so they could be u- utilizing the benefits in Texas while they're at Fort Hood, Texas, and then utilize, taking those credits that they got through utilizing those benefits, moving them to Indiana and utilizing the Indi- Indiana benefits when they get here. That's a lot <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you heard it. You heard it. I, answer, yes. um, I, I, I really think it, you know, obviously to get an exact answer of the particulars, we'd want to talk to someone in our financial services office. But um, my, if they have an address in Indiana and they're going to be transitioning to Indiana, even if they're going to be, li- if they want to go ahead and enroll and they're in Fort, Fort Hood right now, let's say they're going to be there for, I don't know, six months or mm-hmm. something. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the requirement is to be able to get all different kinds of state aid from Indiana if you're not living here officially yet. If you don't have a permanent address here, I don't know that. Sure. But what would be real easy to do is to start out in our really affordable model, by the mm-hmm. way, um, and use all of the aid that's available. And then when you do get to Indiana, then other aid eligibility would kick in. I, I realize I did something to you that I hate when people do. Lead, <laughs> lead me down a one-way street <laughs> that I, there's no getting out of. So I apologize for that. With the military, though, <clears throat> if I remember, it's now going back a little ways, <clears throat> you can claim a state of residence even when you are stationed in another state. Mm-hmm. So if you maintain so Indiana as your home state and you're paying taxes in Indiana, your state taxes – just my bad math, um, one plus one equaling mm. three would tell me that Indiana, you would utilize your state benefits through Indiana. Right. Sure. That sounds right to me. I feel pretty safe with that, <laughs> with that answer. Uh, Thank don't you, feel Andrew. too safe. But, yeah. <laughs> we have really smart graduates here. Um, <laughs> well, and it's definitely an advantage of the, an online program, right? I mean, it it's, it's It's that, that you're not having to you know, take and bring your transcripts, rip everything out, go meet with, you know, new people and, you know, try to get those credits back and, and everything else. It's, you're going to be taking the same exact classes. Right. 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 You know. It all moves with you. Right. The other thing that I think is important when we're talking about transition is uh, you don't have to wait to start at WGU Indiana. We have a month, any month, you can start at the beginning of any month and you start your own six month term. I think that's important. I've worked a lot with adults in all kinds of transition. Um, and adults plan and think and look for months. The average is like 18 months for a typical adult from the time that they start thinking about going back to school to actually returning. If you've gone through all of that and then, oh, by the way, you have to wait till the semester starts, or if you're getting ready to transition out of your life with the military and then it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm coming home in May, so then I can't start until September, that a lot can change. Sure. Right. And so, but at WGU, as soon as you've got all your information submitted, you know, that that very next start of the month, you can start your program so you can get going fast. And that brings up another point I heard. If, if you can explain the admissions process, do I have to walk into a building and find the VA rep? 
you would never be able to. <laughs> it's all online and it's all via telephone. We are, uh, I would say that, and, and, you know, if Andrew had this experience, I'd love to hear it, but I would say that we are, um, our customer service and responsiveness is stellar. Um, I've worked in a lot of different institutions and I've always been really proud to be a part of WGU where you'll hear from a representative once you've reached out to them via an online chat or something, you'll hear from them quickly. Oftentimes it's same day. Sometimes it'll be next business day. Um, so, so it's, you know, you don't have to go, you don't go to a building or talk to anybody. Um, but you'll get a response by phone and enrollment counselors really, uh, become like a partner in the process. Once you start talking with an enrollment counselor, you'll talk to them several times. They'll help walk you through the process, what forms need to be connected, what office do you need to talk to next. So they really are kind of like a mentor through that pre-admission part of the process. I don't know if that was your experience. Yeah, I don't remember it being particularly <laughs> stressful <laughs> yeah, about good. that period up to and including uh, <laughs> I had GI Bill, post-911 GI Bill, which I used. And that was an easy process too, as easy if not easier than when I was going to brick and mortar schools utilizing it. So that it was all online and easy, and they pretty much, once I handed them the ball, they kind of took it from there and guided me through the rest of the process. That's all. And we have some notes. Uh, WGU is accessed by students across all 50 states and at military installations abroad, which I think is uh, is fantastic. Um, WGU Indiana specific serves more than 500 uh, active duty military members, veterans, and military family members. So that's uh, that's great to hear as well. So. Um, but it seems like it's definitely one of those things that, you know, when I got out of the Navy, I wasn't deciding where I was going to live and move and everything else. Everything was kind of up in the air. And then I had a spouse who, sure. you know, had a job at the time. And so um, it seems like it's a, uh, yeah, you said three, three kids, three, three teenagers. Yeah. yeah three yeah, teenagers. So busy, busy. Yeah. So, so that's, I think that's a little bit different than someone that's just planning on, you know, going to university after uh, high school. Um, sure. you've really got to, you know, do a lot of logistical. <laughs> it, it can, it can be yeah, a lot of logistics is a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, I, if I had to go through and do it the traditional way, so to speak, you know, the brick and mortar, it, it would have been, I, I don't see how I would have pulled that together right. and maintain a full-time job. You know, uh, my wife works also. So again, we're splitting time as parents between three very busy teenagers. And, uh, it just, I needed something that was different than uh, what I had gone through before and not accomplished. And uh, WG provided that. That's fantastic. So one of the things I've, I've learned about WGU is, is the, uh, your, your, your ability to, to start and stop a class when you need to. I know with military personnel, a lot of times, active duty specifically, they get taken out to a ship or they get taken out to the field for a week or two weeks or a month, and they have to have a break or a stop that's kind of uh, enforced upon them. But with WGU, they're not going to miss anything. They can just, you know, put, put a put a hold on it and uh, and come back to the same spot. Yeah. So I th I'm glad you asked that because I think that's that would be a key element of our program that would make it a. It's part of the reason we're voted a military friendly school year after year. But so yeah. So the, I mentioned the six month terms. You work with a faculty mentor. Everybody has their own faculty mentor who has a small caseload of students that they work with, and you get contact with them every week. At the beginning of each term, part of the planning process is what are your next six months look like? When will you need to step away? Um, so that, and then you plan your full term case course load, right? And, but you can say, well, I know that I'm not going to be able to work for whatever reason because you're deployed or, or for some reason during the month of November, 
and that falls right in the middle of the term. Well, you can plan out with your mentor, what will you get done before November hits and what will you get done after so that you complete successfully complete all your courses within the term. Um, in a typical pro, a typical degree program on campus, you can't do that. Right. Even a typical online program that's a that's modeled after that traditional kind of higher ed. You can't step away from class without a lot of uh, extra sort of permissions and working. You're going to miss things, but here you don't because it's self-paced. That's fantastic. What, um, so it, the programs that you have, you said you were, you had to come and do some, some face-to-face with the nursing program and teaching, but what, what other kind of programs does WGU have? We have four colleges. So College of Business, um, Health Professions, Teaching, and IT. Uh, and we have 60 different academic majors, 60-ish. We, I think we just added one, so we might be at 61. Um, and they're bachelor's and master's degrees. So I, 60, that's a, that's a number, right? <laughs> it's not four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have choices. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about uh, the family members? I know you you also work with family members as well. Absolutely, we work with family family members and any you know benefits that they might receive, they're eligible for for WGU Indiana. And, it, and we have a lot of military family because they, you know, they're moving around too, um, and they'll come to us. So most of our uh, most of the students we admit have some college completed, um, even may have an associate's degree. But we hear from are the family members of military um, that, you know, I've had to stop and start so many times. This is the first program I've found that I could just keep going no matter where we move. And is there a specific place online uh, that veterans uh, or military members should go to uh, when they're checking out WGU Indiana? There was a link on the site that I'm sure that I clicked on as I was enrolling uh, that was two and a half years ago, so that's going, well, I put, I put going back in my spot. mind. Wait, here's what yeah. we'll do. We'll find out. Indiana.wgu.edu, you can find everything yeah. Okay. There. So, yes, there are specific. I was just making the face because I don't know the we'll put, we'll, I don't know the web address. We'll definitely put it in the show notes. <laughs> the notes. Um, okay. So so just uh, check out at veterancast.com, and, uh, and you'll find that in the show notes. And then do you have specific counselors that deal you know, specific to the military and GI Bill? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There was a, a person who, and I, again, I can't remember her name. Gosh darn it! But um, she uh, she handled the GI Bill process. She I alerted her that I was a veteran. I had a GI Bill. I sent her the information from the VA, yeah. and and she took it from there. And the next thing you know, it's showing up in my account. And then I'm also getting the nice little cost of living stipend that you get now with the post 9/11. So nice. all good stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. So at most most universities, there's a a person or a phone number or a single person that does that. Is that just about any counselor can help you with the GI Bill here, or no, they, is there a, is there an office? It, so there's it's a yeah. it's one person in our financial services who is our expert right now who, who handles it all. Um, and then there, so my assumption is, and you can tell me if it was different, that the enrollment counselor gets the, gets you connected with our. That was absolutely Support right. And then there was a, yeah. And then there was the specialist who worked with veterans yeah. and they processed my GI bill. Yeah. So there's not so much a, a phone number to that person, but any guidance counselor can connect you to that finance, that, that VA rep GI bill ninja. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, and I'm, and I'm certain though, I don't have the web address memorized. I'm certain from the military specific page, you could link to someone and either chat with them or request a call. That's, um, and that's great because a lot of times it's tough when you're trying to make, look at, look online to find that person who knows anything about the GI Bill. Right. So having having everybody with the phone numbers to, to be able to direct is is a huge piece. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's incredible. Um, 
So every month, let's see, what are, what didn't we cover in this? You know, one of the things that I wanted to talk a little bit, now your MOS obviously was obviously directly related to your degree program. Correct. Um, but, you know, we're seeing a lot with uh, military members that are leaving the military that um, they're going a different direction. And they're going a different direction. They're taking their military experience from a, a leadership standpoint and technology standpoint sure. and everything else. And they're going in a totally new direction and getting a degree in a different yeah. area. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that that's the case. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I'm fortunate that I went to a field that translates nicely to yeah. civilian occupation. Right. Um, but let's face it, a lot of guys who go into the military and gals who go in the military don't have that benefit. Uh, right. Sometimes those skills don't directly translate crossover. So, um, again, WGU, 60 programs you guys said you guys have now. So, and including you guys also have cybersecurity. So, some of the kind of the new uh, evolving, continuing to evolve fields. Um, so, there's, there's a lot of things that... Uh, these guys and gals can get into if they're interested in it. Well, and that's and that's a big message that we keep trying to push. I think almost in every single show is that is that while you know you might be in an MOS that you don't think is readily transferable to a civilian job, your experience from a military you know standpoint is so wide, you know that and vast that you make a great employee, uh, you know, in virtually any field. And don't forget about your arts transcript. I guess I would always yeah. say that, you know, WGU, I know they took a look at mine. I can't remember what transferred over from it, but you know, always let your university, wherever you go, take a look at that arts transcript and to see what uh, type of skills you have from the military. Sometimes they turn into college credits. Yeah. 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 Great advice. The other thing related to that is that, um, in our competency-based model and that we can measure what you've learned. So I know in just my years of experience working with adult students, sometimes the frustration from military or other um, folks, other folks that bring life experience that might translate to college credit, it's, it doesn't always get assessed appropriately, right? right? Or even your transfer credit might come in and it might go to what looks like, you know, extra credit or so, um, with the competency-based model, if you don't have those credits transferred in, but you do actually have the knowledge, you can demonstrate it by just demonstrate competency, earn the credit, and not spend time in the class. Whereas I've known so, so many people who, you know, maybe they have leadership experience from the military and they have a requirement for, for a class that's on leadership, um, but they don't get the credit for it as a transfer. And so then they take the class, they pay for the semester, you know, relearn things that they really already know. But in our model, that doesn't happen. They just right. challenge the assessment and demonstrate competency. And if they challenge the assessment and they don't pass it, they also get feedback on what they don't know yet, what areas they need to brush up on. And we have the learning resources available for them right there and the faculty to help them just target their learning to what they don't know. Um, and then still, we'll get through that class more quickly. They don't have to wait till the end of anything to pass that class. And I think that's what made WGU kind of perfect for my situation <clears throat> in that having been a medic for a number of years and then an LPN, licensed practical nurse, for a long time, I had a, a lot kind of up in storage, so to speak, over the right. years. And so, you know, some of these courses, um, some of your basic med surge stuff, I knew my stuff pretty well already. And so rather than spend hours upon hours and hours, you know, I could walk into the test, I could schedule my test fairly early, take it, and then I could move on to the next section. And at times I was finishing, you know, my credits sometimes weeks ahead of time. And that gave me time to give back to my family and yeah. made it more manageable for them. Oh, that's fantastic. You, you were mentioning, uh some of the students that were working and had full-time jobs, but this isn't just a school for 
us old guys. Is it? I mean, <laughs> some of um, our average age student is 35. Um, that does 35 is not old to me, but, <laughs> but it's older than, than the average. Right. Um, of course, age isn't a part of our admissions factor. It's just that student, it tends to appeal to people who are adults, working adult lives, working full time, aren't interested in college for the on-campus experience. They're interested in it to get their degree, learn what they need to know so they can go out. Typically, it's a career-driven um, sort of decision to go back to school and when they come to WGU. Um, it's for anybody, uh, but our students do look different than you, you might see at a typical sort of state university. It's interesting because I, I, I feel like uh, – I feel like that's where your trending, or that's where your trend was. But I'd be surprised in ten years. You know, in ten years, I'm guessing that you're going to have a lot of young people that are just are jumping right in. Early, yeah. we're seeing an early trend of more um, younger students coming to us. Uh, it's teachers' college, particularly. We're having a, a lot. Yeah. Young, more like in the twenties, students that are in their twenties um, coming. So. Um, you're right. I think that just the face of education is changing. I think that it's also being driven by affordability. You know, even if a student, you know, I know I have an 18 year old, she's going to go to college next year. She wants a traditional on-campus experience. And so there will always be that. But I also know that there are a whole lot of kids in her class that won't be able to afford it. Right. No matter how badly they might want it. And, but they still want the education. And while WGU is affordable, and they've have some experience with this kind of learning, um, you know, now course, in their high yeah. school, and so it's not as big of a leap for that high school leaver to consider coming to WGU and learning in that way and doing it affordably. Um, and there are some that just prefer that, even the the kind of traditional high school leaver that um, really are like, you know what, they're no nonsense. They want to get their degree done and get to working, and we're here for those students too. Awesome. I think they said uh, 50% of service members that transition will last one to two years in their first job. So this gives that that person the the ability to, after the first three months, when you realize that you know the platoon sergeant's not going to come and and tell you when to go home, and uh, this might this job might not be the right job for you. That this gives you an option to start at least taking classes and seeing seeing what interests you, whether it be IT, whether it be nursing, whether it be teaching. It gives you a, a, an affordable way mm-hmm. to kind of delve into some of those classes to figure out what, what speaks to you. It's, it's funny that, uh, you know, going back, I'll give a little anecdote. So I was married, got out of the Navy, um, went to a community college regionally in Virginia Beach. And uh, one of my classes was physics. I'd gone through nuclear physics school in the Navy. So now I'm taking basic physics classes, paying for those credits, right? Mm-hmm. And my my instructor, I think it was like 90% of your grade was whether you showed up to class. So I'm working nights. I have two kids. And so I would come in and sleep every single day through I'm class <laughs> and then just be awake for the test, take the test. And I ace the class and it really pissed off everybody because I broke the curve and, and, and stuff. <laughs> but it, it, but to your point, that's I just had to do that right. because it was such a pain. I didn't have any other options at that at time. So, yeah, um, I'm sorry I'm so old now. I'm, I'm, right, I'm right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is fantastic. Uh, I, w- I would really encourage everybody. Um, one is uh, WGU 
really does have an incredible reputation nationwide uh, for being affordable and flexible and everything else. And then two, uh, we had done it. Uh, by the way, I, I, I should I should have prefaced this entire podcast. We did another podcast um, uh, from a local standpoint on WGU Indiana. Um, but when we started talking about military members and and uh, how many families were involved um, already with WGU Indiana, we thought, wow, this is something that we really need to tell everybody about. Because I think, um, again, you guys don't have this some massive advertising campaign that's pushing this out no. and so the word of mouth is important uh and that's why we wanted to have the veteran cast about it so uh, thank you that yeah thank you so much for 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 telling everybody uh, what the experience is like and and like i said we'll have the show notes online and we'd encourage anybody active duty um transitioning uh or or uh veterans to to really check out uh what they have to offer i i, I really think from personal point of view and some of the people I've talked to, even if you just got in and took one class and figured yeah. out if, if it spoke to you or if, if teaching was the way you wanted to go. And, and this is an affordable way to use your GI bill with people who understand how to use your GI bill to come in and take a class for a period of time to figure out if that is the career field that you want to start taking classes in rather than to plop down, you know, what are, what does the semester cost nowadays? It depends I, on where you go. Yeah. But just, just to figure for us, out. It's under $7,000 for an entire year. So just, e even just a class to, to kind of peruse and see if that's what you want, rather than going through a whole semester and figuring out that, you know, that's not what you want to do. So this is, this is a good option. That's fantastic. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. This thank is a you. great conversation. And uh, congratulations to the Navy again for beating Army. <laughs> God. Leave it to the cavalry. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on Veteran Cast. Hey, if you have a show idea for us, uh, drop us a line on the website uh, and definitely um, like and subscribe to us uh, so that so that uh, give us a rating and review on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're at. Uh, we want to keep doing these things and uh, we'll keep them coming. Please visit VeteranCast.com for additional information. Subscribe to our podcast, and we'd also appreciate a review. God bless you, and God bless America.